Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining me to talk about that and a whole lot more is week two of the preseason is almost fully in the books here. He is a senior columnist for NFL.com. You can catch him on the NFL Network as well. Jeffrey Chidea joining me right now on CBS Sports Radio. Jeffrey, great to have you on the show. Um, what did you think of Mike Mayock's statement to the media <laughs> earlier today? Well, it's great to be on, uh, first of all. And, and Thank you. I understand where he's coming from. It's, it's Look, they've invested a lot in Antonio Brown, not just the player and not just the money, but just the culture, the personality they hope that he brings to that team. And without him there, as you can watch it on hard knocks, you can see they're really lacking in a lot of edge, a lot of passion, and they were hoping that he would provide that. And so I'm sure somewhere Mike Tomlin's laughing pretty hard about all this stuff but the reality of it is is that yeah it's time for Antonio Brown to start playing football once his feet are ready but um you know the helmet things is uh one more thing that is uh it's, it's hard to imagine this whole thing playing out the way it has yeah and that's look it's tough to climb inside Antonio Brown's brain obviously and figure out what he's thinking I mean do we think this is really it's a helmet issue or is there something bigger going on or is this him throwing us off the you know sort of throwing us off the scent of the whole foot story and things like that I mean what what do we, as you evaluate, Jeffrey, someone who's been covering the league for a long time, what do you think the 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 uh, the rationale is behind Antonio Brown's actions the last several weeks? Well, I have heard that theory that the whole um, helmet thing was a distraction from the foot thing, but it seems like a lot of work to go to um, to try to resolve an issue. If it's, look, we've all seen his feet; his feet are, are screwed up. That that's a serious <laughs> thing. But to use a helmet as a reason to distract him, I, I have a hard time buying that. I think it's more that Antonio Brown, if you go all the way back to the offseason when he got traded, has never really moved forward from Pittsburgh. Back then, he was tweeting at Juju Smith-Schuster. He was complaining about Ben Roethlisberger. And it never seemed like he had really gone ahead and said, I'm moving on with my life. I'm going to Oakland. This is a new start, a new chapter. And so I think a lot of this stuff is just residue from his whole mentality about his career the last year and a half it's just been a lot of drama and at some point he's got to like he's got to decide that it's time for him to go be an open raider and play football and be a great player again what do you think the raiders threshold is in this whole thing like what is their you know clearly from mayock's statement earlier today jeffrey they are closer to their breaking point at least publicly um than than they than they were previously what is the breaking point, do you think, in this whole thing if he doesn't come into camp, if he continues to make a stink over the helmet? Well, to be honest, the, the, the statement is great, but let's be real, too. Antonio Brown is there because it's going to be in Las Vegas next year, and they have to have somebody to put on a billboard, and it's not yeah. going to be Derek Carr. And, and so they may have a breaking point as far as their lack of patience, but he's going to be there for a while, and they're going to have to find a way to deal with him. And, and I imagine that if he's not there, think about all the dominoes that start falling. Think about how Derek Carr is affected, how that defense is affected, how the whole opportunity of, of improving is affected. They have to have him playing football. 
Jeffrey Chidea, NFL Network, NFL.com, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. I want to go a little further with that Derek Carr part of this thing. Um, what is the ripple effect now for Derek Carr, and just how much do you think Derek Carr, who Gruden has backed publicly, but we know that you know if Derek Carr is not up to the snuff as a quarterback, Gruden's going to move in a different direction. Just how much jeopardy is in is Derek Carr in right now, and how much is this Antonio Brown thing affecting his ability to protect his job right now at this point? What will grave jeopardy? Uh, I think we can all agree that John Gruden's success in this league has come with veteran quarterbacks like Rich Gannon. You look at the guys he had in Tampa. He was never going. He was never trying to groom a quarterback. Never trying to draft one and, and build one up. It was always let me go find a guy who's thirty something years old. He's been in the league for a long time. He'll do what I say. And so Derek Carr is the complete opposite of what a Rich Gannon is. Rich Gannon was a you know, a red-ass type of guy, a guy who would get after people. Uh, Derek Carr is more of a sensitive person, more introspective, uh, more, you know, he's just a different kind of person. And so, yeah, I'd certainly think if Antonio Brown's not there and Derek Carr has a poor season, Derek Carr is not going to be in Oakland. I, I was in – I saw John Gruden at the Combine uh, and he, at a Hooters, and he was watching TV, and all of a sudden Kyler Murray came on the screen – and I, I kid you not, I could have literally seen the saliva coming out of his mouth to <laughs> be wiped away. At, at the possibility of having Kyler Murray being his quarterback, he was so enraptured by uh, by seeing this guy on, on the field. So I definitely agree that Derek Carr is not going to be the long-term answer if he doesn't have a really good season this year. Now, to be fair, Jeffrey, he was at a Hooters, so there were any number of reasons he could have had saliva coming out of his mouth, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good that he's on brand, right? Gruden's a Hooters yeah. spokesperson, so yeah, that's you got to be on brand. for free. That's, yeah, that's why he goes, right? He's got the endless <laughs> VIP card is what he has. Uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Chidea, NFL.com, joining me on on uh, CBS Sports Radio. So, um, Jeffrey, shifting gears, uh, the – the handful of holdouts that we have here in the NFL, I want to bang through these with you here and, uh, and, and kind of figure out what direction these are all going in your mind. Probably the biggest one in terms of impact for his team is Ezekiel Elliott, who is the difference between the Cowboys being a contender and being probably a, you know, maybe a, not a bad team, but a sort of a middling kind of team. Um, he's back in Texas now. The Cowboys, I believe, are back in Texas now. In your mind and from what you're hearing and seeing, do you think this is moving in a direction that's going to see Ezekiel Elliott get extended here soon, or do you think Jerry Jones continues to dig in? Uh, I, I think at some point he'll get a deal. I can't tell you what that number will be and if it will be what he wants right now at this moment, but Ezekiel Elliott is a, is a significant part of what they hope to accomplish in Dallas this year. He affects the quarterback. He affects the defense. That offensive line was built for a running back like him. It's a different situation with Dak Prescott as far as, you know, you can debate where he ranks as far as quarterbacks go. Ezekiel Elliott, there's no debate about whether he's a top five running back in the NFL. He is. He can have an impact. In fact, the more I think about this situation, uh, if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm taking the bullet here. And I'm going to Zeke or to Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones, whoever it is, and saying, look, I'll I'll be willing to take a little bit less money because I can play 15 years in this league. And I can make a lot of money as a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, uh, Zeke Elliott, this is his last big contract he's going to get. And so I would play that game and hope it works out. But it's not. it may not go that way. It probably won't go that way. But it would be one way to get this thing done. Mm, that's interesting. You're the first person I've heard suggest that. That's an interesting suggestion. Um, Melvin Gordon, the other running back that's holding out right now, 
This one's a trickier one just because last year was the first really healthy season that he's had. Really good running back, obviously. Um, this one feels like it could drift a little longer than this Zeke one to me, Jeffrey. Would you agree with that? Oh, I do agree with that, and it has a lot to do with the fact that the, uh, the Chargers have been able to win without Melvin Gordon, and he may not be – he may be the fifth best player on that team. If you look at Philip Rivers, Ken Allen, Joey Bosa, Melvin Gordon, he may be – well, Derwin James, he might be the sixth yeah. best player. So if he's yep. not in the top five on your own team, it's hard to see playing him the kind of money that he would want. And a lot of this stuff goes back to the fact that when Le'Veon Bell was a free agent, and I think I forget who made this point, but it, you look at the fact that I think it was Stephen Jones made this point. When Le'Veon Bell was a free agent, he had a chance to go any team he wanted to go to. He, he wound up getting less money, average salary, than Ty Gurley did, which tells you that that's what the market is, and Melvin Gordon is not in the same stratosphere as a Gurley, a Bell, and Elliott. And so they've got a couple of running backs in in, in in L.A. You've seen how the Patriots have won with a running back by committee situation. Those guys played well last year for the Chargers. I think that they can ride this out. Jeffrey Chidea, NFL.com, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. And then, Jeffrey, right here in my backyard, I'm in Houston. So we've been going to practice every day at training camp, and no number 90 is out there, Jadeveon Clowney. Rumors of trades that were possibly agreed to last week that Clowney kind of snuffed out. Rumors that Bill O'Brien is still shopping Clowney around out there. Is there any scenario at this juncture in the calendar where it makes sense for the Texans to trade Jadeveon Clowney, even on a franchise tag? Well, that's a good question. Um, there are some possibilities. It's it's kind of late in the game for that. I, I imagine that. Well, one I do know that Bill O'Brien is not a huge fan of Jadavian Clowney. He's never mm-hmm. really been a huge fan of him. Um, likes his talent, but doesn't like the idea of paying him the kind of money, which is why we're at where we're at. Not having a general manager that really hurts the Texans right now in the situation because I'm. <laughs> it, it's hard to be what Bill O'Brien is being and cut deals. I know he, he did the Duke Johnson deal, so that would worked out but this is a very complicated situation and when you're a coach and you're close to a player you've seen a player um seen his potential um emotions can get involved i think he's going to end up being there playing out the year and and moving on but it's at this point it's hard to know for sure yeah yeah, that, I, I agree with that assessment, by the way. I just don't know that they're going to find a deal. And I think yeah, I, and I think that may be best for everybody, that he, he plays this year and then maybe they tag him again and move him somewhere where he can uh, where he can get paid the way he wants to. Jeffrey Chidea, NFL.com and NFL Network, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Jeffrey, appreciate you making time on a Sunday evening, my man. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.